Blog Talk Radio. It's already done. It's the Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast with host Tyra Little. We're live Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This show deals with personal and community issues by getting to the root cause and causes on an open and raw level. We're unpacking emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical topics that influence and often control us. Get ready to unload, examine, and process. Let's get unpacked on Never Handed So Good Sports Media Network, Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, hello, and welcome to Pressure Points Unpacked Podcast. I'm your host, Tyra Little, and today we have with us T. Todd Simon and my producer, Princess Cooper. So as I titled this today, you know, knowledge is power. And we're going to talk about the home buying experience for African Americans. We're going to enlighten you with a lot of gems. Um, Todd has been in the industry 17 plus years. I'm going to give him the opportunity to give you all his background, his story, how he even ended up here. But one of the things that is so phenomenal um, is that Todd now works with Mr. Ben Slayton, who was the first black realtor in the United States. To me, that is powerful. It's powerful. Um, Todd, welcome to the show. I thank you so much for joining me on today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Tara. So, Todd. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to impact these, unpack these gems <laughs> because, um, you know, we rolling into a new year. A lot of times people set, you know, New Year goals, um, which is always a good thing. I'm not a biggie on New Year resolutions because it just doesn't seem like a lot of times those things are achievable. But when you set goals, they are achievable. They are reachable. And so... You know, you got a lot of people who may be looking at buying a home, and I couldn't think of not one person better that could, you know, give a backdrop to a lot of the different things that, you know, you've experienced in this industry. So I welcome you. So I want you to tell the listeners, give the listeners a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, Well, my name is T. Todd Simon. Uh, I joke a lot that T stands for terrific. Um, (laughs) I am first a father. Uh, I'm a husband, I'm a community activist. Uh, I'm born and raised here in Columbia, South Carolina from the Greenview subdivision. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm from the same communities, you know. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, Greenview, stand up. <laughs> um, but I, I'm from the same communities um, of, of color. So I see some of the mm-hmm. same things and some of the same issues that happen across the country. I've experienced them firsthand. Um, and so, like you said, a 17-year-plus industry veteran in finance and um, insurance and being licensed to do what I do, um, but, but most of all, having a heart and a vision, um, and, and I believe that this is just a part of, of you know, my assignment that God gave me to, to do. So it right. doesn't feel like work. It always feels like uh, an opportunity to educate. Mm-hmm. It always feels like an opportunity to give back. Um, and it's definitely an opportunity to pour back into my community. Um, so my background has been small business banking, but prior to being uh, in the, you know, being a mortgage banker. Um, so, so I have a, 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 I have a little bit of a, 
of a, a well-rounded view of of okay. how to help people build sustainable wealth. So that's actually the motto and, and, and the slogan for Legacy Home Loans is building sustainable wealth through home ownership. Um, a lot of times, you know, in our community, we, we really don't understand wealth, um, and, and mm-hmm. especially with talking about being a homeowner. Um, there's so many different ways that you can leverage uh, your home, leverage the equity in your home. Um, just when we talk about, you and I have, have had multiple offline conversations about this, but, um, you know, over the past two years, you're seeing a spike in equity in people's homes. Um, mm-hmm. And if you weren't, if you were not a homeowner, then you missed out on a way to be able to, you know, uh, pay for your kids' tuition, um, you know, start to save for retirement, different things like that. And these are the things that 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 people that don't necessarily look like us, they've been able to over generations be able right. to pass that down, be able to take advantage of those things. Um, and, right. and so our crusade is just to make sure that we educate, empower. Um, and have open dialogue with with the residents of our communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's good stuff, Todd. Good stuff. Um, you know, I want to talk a little about because you know we we have to deal with the foundation. We know a lot of times when people who look like you and I and princess go to purchase a home, it's the unfair treatment. But then also, you know, I want us to be able to dive into of how to how to teach our children because we, we, we have to start teaching them, educating them, just like you said, you know, with the education piece, um, right. so that when they get to the stages of where they are getting ready to buy their first home, man, we, we need for them to be so solid. And so there are things that you have to do with children as they're growing up. And I will say this, Todd, I remember a conversation that um, – you and I um, and your wife had one of the things that I loved about what you guys were doing with your children. And you would pay them their, give them an allowance, but they had certain right. percentages that they had to pay towards the bills. And that's really cool because it teaches them how to be responsible. It teaches them how to save their money, how to budget, because literally you're preparing them, hey, if you can live off of X amount of money, because you're working and doing chores. It's like you, you implemented that whole work ethic. If you can survive off of that just from this, imagine what you can do when you get out here and you start working, you know what I'm saying, and you have these bills. I, right. I think that's just phenomenal. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, the, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, you know, this past weekend we did some traveling and, and we went to the outlet. And I just kind of sat back and watched how they managed their money, um, mm. how they found clearance. And, you know, they made their money stretch. So instead of buying, you know, one pair of sneakers for $100, they would figure out how to buy one or two outfits and a pair of sneakers with the same $100. So, you oh, know, right. just learning how to manage their money well. Um, of course, my oldest daughter, Imani, uh, which is away at, at college right now, um, mm-hmm. she's, just, she's just a penny pincher like, like you wouldn't believe <laughs> uh, but um, we, we, we wind up having open conversations just about money, how to manage it. Um, I also have um, have them um, taking Cash App. And I don't know whether you know this, but in, inside Cash App, you can actually buy, you know, stocks. So you can mm-hmm. buy yeah. Bitcoin. You can buy individual stocks. So um, we've taken that savings portion, and I talked to them about the things that they have in their in their rooms. So uh, the clothes that they wear and actually buying stock in those things. So That's if, they right. buy, if they wear Puma and Nike and 
Jordan and all this Bingo. other kind of stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. um, when you when you have your savings, or so let's put a dollar in uh, Disney Plus. You know, you watch mm-hmm. that all day. Okay, let's buy a dollar of stock in that with, with your That's with right. your allowance. So, you know, let's 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 put a dollar or two inside Bitcoin. Let's make mm-hmm. your money. Um, let's make your money make money. Um, that, so that way, you 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 really start to understand the benefits of of what passive Absolutely. income looks like and how you actually invest. And it's it's great to see, um, you know, their their response to like, mm-hmm. oh, dad, look. Um, you know, I got I have five dollars in here. I wasn't paying attention. Now it's fifteen dollars. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And so, you know, also tell them about, OK, you know, taking a piece of it and, you know, go buy some candy with it, you know, with, with your gains, um, mm-hmm. you know, keep your principal intact, whatever you've invested, keep that there. But some of the some of the, 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 the interest that you've earned, you know, treat yourself a little bit, you know, go get some right. candy, go get something with that. Um, so that way, you know, you, you, you get the part of the gratification because if you just save That's and right. never use any of it, it doesn't necessarily feel real. You're just kind of looking at right. people's money. So, um, you know, so, uh, you know, we, we have open dialogue about that. Uh, my oldest daughter is, is, is actually looking at becoming a real estate agent here, mm, um, you know, in the next year or so. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, teaching that uh, with Morgan, my 15-year-old, she, she wants to actually be a mortgage lender, uh, a banker. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to teach her everything that I know. So I just kind of, we just have open dialogue. And that's one thing mm-hmm. that I never got growing up is, is I never really had money conversations. So even if you were in the room right. and, 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 and your mom or, or your family started to talk about bills or um, maybe they're behind on something where they're, they're trying to figure it out, like you have to leave the room. Um, mm-hmm. So what, I, what I've always tried to do is make sure that they understand that we're working for something. You know, it's not right. always – you know, it's not always gravy. Um, so you see uh, the ups and downs. They can feel the ups and downs. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, if this, you know, if the market's down a little bit and we have to kind of scale back, um, then you need to understand why we're scaling back, what's happening right. in the world that's causing you to maybe not do some things that are not beneficial. You know, let's right. slow down. Do you need that right now? Do you need to buy that right now? Do you need to mm-hmm. put uh, buy some stuff on Roblox? That, that's that's Peyton's thing. She loves playing Roblox. <laughs> You know, so she's buying, like, you know, the little cars and the outfits for her little emoji. And it's like, okay, is that necessary right now? You know? So right. having that kind of conversation right. with them has has been great because I just remember, you know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the money issues that we have in our community are, are, are just kind of generational. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we just don't have conversations about money, first off. Second thing is, um, you know, if you if – you, if you, get the nerve to actually ask a question, the response that you might get from, from a family member or somebody that you love um, may be one that is a little bit discouraging, but it, it's, it's stemming from the fact that they never had the opportunity to have those questions right. answered, and they just had, right. to, had to learn it and get it out of the mud. So, you know, having different dialogue and different conversations with your children and, and people that you come in contact with, I mean, it helps you. As you're learning mm-hmm. it, you got to give back as well. So it, it actually helps me be more accountable to trying to budget and, and not be frivolous in my spending because I like sneakers and Jordans and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just it, it makes me practice what I preach, you know, right. with my children being so, Absolutely. you know, trying to be as transparent as possible, you know. So it definitely helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was one thing that you said um, that most of us, we know it hit homes, and I'm sure – 
Um, for instance, you could speak to this as well. You know, our community is different. There is a lot of conversation that when children are around that, hey, I mean, you're a child, you know, so you have to leave the room. And it wasn't that they really meant any harm. I just think that, again, you know, when they're not having these financial conversations, then they're not thinking that this is, this is an educational opportunity right here, you know? Absolutely. So for us in our generations, we have to begin to start turning that dial, you know, pulling our children in, your grandchildren in, teaching them how to be more responsible. No, you need to be a part of this conversation. Not that we're going to burden them with the things that is really plaguing us, but using it as a teaching opportunity. And we, we have to get yeah. better at doing that, you know? I like what what Todd said is that it's generational, and that's so true. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember um, my parents, the famous words were, stay out of grown folks' business, or or why are you looking, (laughs) you know. I remember that. But eventually, you know, my parents started not just, you know, doing the bills at the 1st and the 15th, but letting us see how that that bank account dwindled down, Um, you know, and, and we ask questions, but it's generational, and we have to do better. And there's so many apps and, and accounts out there now, like Stash and and, and Cash App, and and mm-hmm. so many of them that you can buy partial um, um, shares and, and invest. Like yeah. you said, I like that he's he's doing that with his his children. My mom did it with me instead of okay, do you need some shoes? Let's go buy some Krispy Kreme stock or Nike. And I did that mm-hmm. with my girls, and, and they would call That's me awesome. in the middle of the day. My, my Krispy Kreme stock is going down. Sell it. Sell it now, Mom. I'm like, well, it's not going to change before we get home, baby. But, you know, we need more of that. We have to be right. um, more responsible with every generation, and it's us. You know, um, our culture, mm-hmm. I think, has failed us in some of that and in, in tapping into some of that or just having that conversation. And they didn't know to have it because they didn't have it when they were growing right. up. Right. That's right. That's uh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I want to point if I can piggyback on one point that you made, uh, Princess, um, you know, especially when you're talking about stocks, right? When you're talking about looking at it, right? Because I, I look at mm-hmm. CNBC all day, so I'm always looking at what's going on in the market and figuring out, you know, when the best time to lock interest rates, different things like that, right? But what happens? Mm-hmm. Our mindset is, is, is in black with black with people of color sometimes is, okay, my stock is down, I'm losing money, let me sell it. That's actually the time not to sell. That's the time mm-hmm. to buy more. Exactly. Don't sell. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's not S-E-L-L, it's S-A-L-E. It's on sale. <laughs> right. It's time to put another dollar in there. It's time to put a few more bucks into it because now you can buy more because, it's you know, it's trending downward. So, you know, that's the time, you know, that's one thing I, I speak with my girls. Like, they, they got a list of Disney, Nike, Polo, you know, all the way down to their undergarments, um, Ethica, whatever that, you know, whatever all these kids are wearing, these these Ethica draws or something, whatever it is. <laughs> so they, um, they, they, I told them I like to him. that as well, right? <laughs> and, and so when the stock is down, that's the time to buy it. So I just tell them, like, look at it, whatever's in red, whenever you're ready to invest, you look at what's in red. Whatever's down the most, put, put the money there because you can buy more stock. And then when it actually, you know, the value starts to go back, cause it's not going to stay that way. You know, the stock price is going to shoot up and down. So if you buy more with the same dollar, you're stretching, you're making that money stretch a little bit more. So you can get maybe, instead of it being maybe a partial share, maybe you have three quarters of a share because you bought it at the right time. 
good stuff, good stuff. So, you know, as we, we've been talking, um, Princess had a situation when she was getting ready to purchase, looking at purchasing a home. And so I really want to get into this, um, just some of the things that we see that happen um, when people of color are going to purchase homes. So, Princess, if you want to share a little bit. Sure, Tara. And at the time, you know, we were, me and my husband were thinking that um, we were very proud of ourselves, that we were at that point, and we understood, you know, our, our, our debt-to-income ratio, and um, right. we knew where we needed to go. We were pre-approved even at that time, and that was in the 90s. But um, we went to a neighborhood that was not welcoming to us, and we didn't know that at the time. And um, we watched a couple, you know, get the tour, and we were next in the model home because we, I really was excited about this particular neighborhood um, and the school districts. And um, they asked us so many different questions than they asked them. You know, you know, where do you all work? How, and they actually said, pose the question, how are you all going to pay for this? Where are you all going to get the mortgage from? You know, and – that was so defeating, and, and at that time, I was so la da Everything was perfect in the world, and I was in love and doing <laughs> what I'm doing, but that was a huge eye-opener, and it fueled me to learn more and to seek out the neighborhoods that were not like this, but... Um, and that's a shame that you kill someone's dream just by some words like that, and that's exactly what they meant to do. <laughs> we were not welcome in that neighborhood. Agreed. Agree, agree. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, first off, you know, um, definitely want to apologize. And that's, you know, for, for, for you going through that, right? But it's, it, you said something in it that it fueled um, your thirst for knowledge. It fueled, mm-hmm. um, you know, your, your, your willingness to start trying to look at places where I'm accepted, right? One thing that, 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 uh, that I've been big on this year is acceptance versus tolerance. Um, you know, and in and, and places where you're accepted, right, it feels better. You have, you, you just know it. You feel it when you walk in versus places where you're tolerated. You know, nobody wants to be tolerated. Um, and so, huh. um, you know, because, you know, whenever you're tolerated, somebody's going to look for an excuse to say, that's why I don't do business with that person. That's why I don't support mm-hmm. that person. That's why I don't support that business. So, exactly. um, you know, when, when, you're, when you're, you're right with the leading questions, right, because sometimes, you know, as a mortgage professional, you do have to do what's called like uh, you, you kind of do what's called pre-qualifying of the person that mm-hmm. you're speaking with. But a lot of times, um, because you may have you be you know you're just not dealing with somebody that you know how to communicate with them. So sometimes you you may not even mean it, but because you have preconceived notions because of media and different things like that on how that conversation is going to go, you already preload what questions you're going to ask. You already preload how you're going to, you know, maybe, you know, ask certain things. Like asking a question like where do you work and how you're going to pay for this is just, it's just wrong. You know, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what the excuse was about why I asked that question. Um, it's just certain things about being licensed that you have to know how to engage with your client. Um, and that's one thing that we do at Legacy. You know, my, my whole, you know, my team, my branch managers across the country, we have, you know, the same heart, the same vision, the same, um, you know, uh, assignment, and that's to make people feel like they can accomplish it. Because with, with, with our people, by the time you even work the nerve up to go into a model house or walk into your bank where you have your direct deposit you going in every, every three times a week, three times a month, and, 
you know, the only thing you might have is, a, is, is maybe a refund on an overdraft that they charge you inadvertently, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. when, exactly. you, when you work that nerve up to go in and speak to them, when you, when you feel that, it's, it's discouraging. And right. you, that may take you on a journey that you may not even have the, the courage to come back and have another conversation like that for three, five, seven, sometimes ten years, if you ever have another engaging conversation that, that, that makes you want to take that step forward. And that's what keeps us in the box um, is just not knowing where to go, who to talk to, um, because, you know, we have to be that counselor. We have to be that encouraging person. And we also just need to be able to speak each other's languages. Um, you know, we all come from different places. So sometimes, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, you have to be able to slow down and just, just find out, engage, and de- develop a relationship with people. Because, you know, it's not going to be a yes every time. You know, sometimes we have just mm-hmm. bad money habits that we have to sometimes uncover. And that's what we do. Like, right. you know, we'll open up the bank account and say, man, look, okay, so you got a title loan, right? Okay, we got to pay that off. Let's get that out of the way. Let's get some of these bad habits out of the way so that way we can get you on track to get to what you're trying to go to. Um, And, and, you know, not to just completely let our people off the hook. Sometimes we have bad energy as well. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't actually want to hear no, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and and, and, and sometimes you just, we just have to have that hard truth. Like, hey, man, look, it's not right now. It's not a no, but you got to do these things up front. That's um, right. And the process is overwhelming. Let's look at it. Yeah. The process is overwhelming. Yeah. And you do hear no. But when you think you kind of have some of the ducks in a row, um, and the no actually comes from, wait a minute, I don't think you we want your kind. It's something different. But you're right. We're culpable. we got to get things in order. I remember our lender saying, okay, Princess, you got to cut up some of those credit cards. You know, at that time, <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> Dillard's and Belk and everything else on, on top of it, okay. I can do that um, or pay them down to zero, you know. Right. So, right. Uh, and in, even when we were closing or getting to that point, two weeks from closing, um, something came up where you, we, we owed $15 somewhere that was a, a negative account and we had to take care of that. So things come up. Right. But you want to get with someone right. that's knowledgeable like Todd Simon and, 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 and that's friendly to giving you, providing you with the information, even if it is a no. Exactly. Tell me how to get right. through the yes. Right. We have a caller. I just want to make sure, um, just to check to see if the caller has a question, because I did see someone else had dropped off, so I don't know if they had a question or if they're just listening. So I'm going to call out your last four digits, and if you don't have a question, that's fine, but I just want to make sure I don't want to overlook you. So caller, last four, 1417. 1417. Do you have a question? Hi, guys. This is Avia. How are you all doing? Hi, Avia. How are you? Avia. Hey there, Todd. How are you? The man. How are you? That's that's my sister right there. How are you doing, Avia? I'm great. I'm great. Okay, so I guess just some perspective for those that are listening and a question for you. I'm on Mm -hmm. the real estate, the realtor side of things. So I consider myself to be a very hands-on realtor, so mm-hmm. I develop relationships. Um, like I have a relationship with you, uh, professionally, I, I try to develop relationships. So when when clients come in, buyers come in, and they get their pre-approval, 
they're excited mm-hmm. about the pre-approval. And, I mean, they may yeah. be excited about the $320,000 pre-approval. And they're like, yeah, yeah, hey, got my pre-approval. Let's get out here and look for this house. And my question to them is, oh, congratulations. Um, did you tell them how much home you, you look to afford yeah. per month? I understand you got 320 mm-hmm. pre-approval, but is that your Thank comfortable you. place? You see what I'm saying? Because they'll get excited about 320 but guess what? I'm only comfortable paying a thousand dollars a month in in a mortgage, all in. That doesn't equate right. to three hundred twenty thousand dollars. So, yeah. how do you feel about realtors, or how do you think? Where does the education come in? Like, who's responsible for mm. educating those buyers or clients that look? This is what your pre-approved amount is. Should the lender take the responsibility and say, this is what you're pre-approved for, but what is your comfortable place? Because I've found that a lot of times I have to ask them that, and they're like, you right. know what, you're right. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend all that for my house. Um, I, and I have to say, okay, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go to the lender and say, hey, this mm-hmm. is what my comfortable place is per month, all in pity. Um, could you tell me with this amount how much home can I afford? And guess what? It changes mm-hmm. the whole perspective and the whole game. It might be people that, hey, oh, I can't afford in this market. It's really not right. anything for me. They have to really reevaluate things, and then it makes the lender reevaluate things. So I guess my question would be, where does that part of the education process come in for the buyer? Should it be on the realtors, or should it come in from mm-hmm. the lender standpoint, or is that just a case-by-case basis? Mm. Well, it's a couple. That's a that's a phenomenal question. And I, yeah. When I heard you say your name, I knew you were gonna ask. You were gonna come with the heat, Avia. So I really appreciate right. you asking that question. Um, it, so it's, it's it's two part, right? It's two part in that thing. So you have the difference between a prequal and a pre-approval, right? A prequal, which is what happens a lot of times at banks and different places, they're just only looking at credit and stated income. So if you say you make Twenty dollars an hour, I work forty hours a week. They're just plugging that information in and running it through what's called a, a automated underwriting system to get um, a, a pre-approval out. That's a prequal. So they just send that out, but they haven't looked at any docs. They haven't asked any of the real questions. So with a pre-approval part of it, what I do with my with every client that I talk to is I ask them, okay, how much is the budget for your new home? And a lot of times they don't even know. Like, okay, well, uh, what do you mean? And so we have to unpack and ask that question. So I found, like, I probably started that maybe 10 years ago um, because I had that situation where, you know, they were, pre, they were pre-qualified or pre, pre-approved for 300000 but they only wanted a $900 payment. So we uh. had the contract, and we had to unpack that because it was like, hey, we didn't talk about this part. So it just became a part of, of – of my process and what I'm talking and dealing with, engaging with any of my clients, I need to find out, okay, how much is your monthly budget for this house? You know, okay, $1,000. Okay, great. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preliminarily base your preapproval off of what you just said to me. Then when you get out with your, with your realtor, you know, that may, that may be 150000 If you see something that's 170000 then we're going to go back to the drawing board and you're going to understand that you just went up in purchase price. So, that's gonna uh, that's gonna change your monthly payment, but that's but we start with that place where we find out what the budget is because what happens 
is, you know, it's, we have a fiduciary responsibility on our side as a lender as well as right. an agent just to make sure right. that we're trying to put our people in position to not foreclose. Um, right. Because you, there is a such thing that's called, that's called being house poor. So you're working uh-huh. and doing everything just to keep the lights on. So then My that's Lord. not freedom. You just put yourself in a position to be bound. So let's look at how we can already talk about, okay, um, where do you rent? Where do you live? Okay, you pay $800 a month. Okay, do you want to stay there? Or what is the – how much wiggle room do you have um, to get this new home? Or what's the max? Okay, well, I can uh-huh. pay $1,100. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to base the pre-approval off of $1,100 with principal interest, your taxes, and your insurance included. Uh-huh. You know, so that way when you go out shopping, you can already shop in confidence, knowing that, hey, I, you know, I, I know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be in, the, in and around the ballpark of this payment that I can handle comfortably. So you have okay. to ask that question. That's one of the things that I always ask. Um, but I think that's the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qual, because with a pre-approval, you're actually getting pay stubs. You're getting bank statements. You're looking for the things that can cause you to not get to the end goal, which is the court, which is actually getting to the closing table. Um, you know, and and with with me, I'm not quick to do a pre-approval. So you know, you see my name on it, Avia. You know this. I, if you see my name on it, that's I vetted it. I've had the conversation. I've waited. You know, uh-huh. uh, everybody sometimes pissed off at me because they, they haven't gotten the pre-approval letter as quick as they wanted to. But when it comes, <laughs> it's solid. And I've looked at everything, and I've looked at it from an underwriter's perspective and pre-underwrote it to figure out where's the roadblock, where's the hard that's, that's going to stop you from yeah. not getting to the end goal because that's what's important, not getting the pre-approval. That's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Good stuff. That's, that's good stuff. Okay. No, go ahead, Avia. Okay, so two part another thing. Okay, so Mrs. Simon, could you yeah. break this down for uh, for our buyers, for our prospective um, potential buyers, clients? Can okay. you can you yeah. give the difference between a mortgage broker and a lender, and in what mm-hmm. circumstances? When do you choose either or? What, how, how, do, how would they figure that out before they go place to place, getting denied because that lender can't, um, you don't meet the criteria for that lender or that broker may be able to kind of push it farther. Can you please explain right. the difference um, to find the mortgage broker to the lender um, scenario, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so for example, like we, we, we all have different licenses that we have to have. So, if you're going and talking to, let's say, a mortgage banker that's sitting inside of a Bank of America without, you know, it's not necessarily Bank of America. I just happen to work there for a while. Chase, it doesn't matter yeah. where. But they don't have the same license that we have because they're only doing the application portion, and then they, that's going off to somebody else to actually make that decision. So <laughs> that's the difference between, like, a banker. Like, you know, so a lender is going to actually be licensed with the state. They have to go through um, – uh, Department of Consumer Affairs. So their licenses and everything that they do, the fiduciary responsibility is totally different. The liability is different. And so then, uh, so if you're talking about a banker that's only dealing with one suite of products, so that may be somebody that's at a bank that only is going to be able to give you first citizen products. You know, they're not going to be able to look at different options, whereas a lender is going to be able to see where, where can I place this loan that's going to be better for you. So if you got a little bit of, you know, you got some, some dings on your credit, okay, I may be able to send this particular file to this company because 
they specialize in people with challenged credit or, you know, or if it's somebody that has a, re- a really good credit score but a little bit high of a, de- a debt-to-income ratio, you can kind of place that. You have more freedom on the, as a lender to figure out where to place the loan that's going to wind up getting the person that is applying to the end goal versus I only have these three things that I can offer you, and if you don't fit into that box, then that means you're denied because it's not going to work because I only have these three things to give you. You know, and my credit score may have to be a 640 at the bank, whereas you're going somewhere else, I might could do it at a 580-600 credit score. You know, so it's just being able to know who to talk to, how to figure it out, and, and, and then is that person knowledgeable that you're talking to because everybody doesn't take the time to become a student of their craft. And mm, just like you become a student of your craft being a realtor, you've taken the time. You go do different levels of education. You go to seminars. You go to these things that helps you be able to build that relationship and become that trusted advisor with your clients. That's the same thing right. that we do on this end. So you have to, to know who you're talking to. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't want to always hear the truth. So the truth can be like, hey, we got to get some of these things out of the way, and then we can do it, whereas that person may not even want to hear that. So then they'll mm-hmm. jump around and go somewhere until they hear that yes. And, and that may mean they have multiple credit inquiries and mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, that's, you, we have to address the elephant in the room when it comes to that, you know, because, right. you know, sometimes we just don't want to hear no. Sometimes we don't want to do the extra work. You know, mm-hmm. we right. think we already there because we looked at Credit Karma or something. That's not that's not real. <laughs> that's a marketing company. You know, if I go and do an actual real credit pool, it's going to be different than some of these places where you have an app that's trying to get you to apply for a credit card. That's not a mortgage pool. If we do a real credit inquiry, it's going to show me everything. So I'm going to know what you can afford what you can't. I'm going to see those collections that you think fell off or something like that. You know, I'm going to see charge-offs. I'm going to see the things that you disputed so that way we can deal with the real root of the problem and help you get to the end goal. So that's really – I took, like, a really long route to get to the answer to that question, but <laughs> the difference is, is being able to, to be – really what it boils down to is being able to know and have different options that you can do. And that's really the difference between the lender and, and um, you know, a banker is you may not have as many options or tools at your disposal to help the person become a homeowner. You may have to try to make them fit in the box. And then, you know, certain places have what's called an overlay. So, you know, the guideline may be certain something for FHA, but that company won't do the mortgage unless you have a 666, 80, 700 credit score, whereas if you have multiple tools and resources, you can get that same person that might be a 617, a 620. You can help that person become a homeowner. But it's all it's all about knowing where, how, what mm-hmm. questions to ask, and where to place that loan. That's going to give you the ultimate result. Right. That's thank why you, it's so good you, to talk you. to somebody who know what they're talking about. So, Avia, before you get off, um, I definitely mm-hmm. appreciate you calling in. But the fact oh, yeah. that you're a real estate agent, this right here shows just how concerned you are about your clients and making sure that they have what they need. And so I love that about you. So, Avia, I want to give you the opportunity to let people know how they can contact you if they need a real estate agent. Um, Okay. So I am (laughs) – listen, I was telling – okay. So I'm Avia Dozier, and I'm with Taylor Realty. Um, We're off of Ghana's Ferry Road. So, guys, 
by phone at 803-622-1417, or you can contact me by email, um, and that is Avia, A-V-I-A, Dozier, D-O-Z-I-E-R, at gmail.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, but y'all don't look at my Facebook because I act a fool, but I'm still a professional. <laughs> so just know, I get, we will get you in a minute mansion, baby. We're going to get you to the table. And I work very closely with Mr. Simon. So, hey, hey, he'll get it done. That's all I'm saying. He's thorough. He is going to contact you. Like, you got to listen to the professionals. Listen to the people that you, you called uh, to get you where you needed to go. Listen. It may hurt sometimes. Sometimes it may be a, a little delay. But trust the process. Trust the process. Which, which and thank you for that opportunity. But oh, it yes, is Mr. Simon's time, so, and I know he's going to educate the people just lovely. Thank you so much, Avi. I appreciate thank you calling y'all. in. All right. Good night, y'all. All right. All we appreciate right. you, sis. Yeah, that, that, you know, Avia came with some really good questions, and I'm, I'm so glad that she was listening in because, you know, now people can hear from that, real, from that realtor's perspective as well. So, Todd, I want to back up just a second. Um, I want you to yeah. tell me, how did you find Legacy? Oh, wow. Um, okay, so, so it, it's a couple things. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of a funny story. So, um, you know, I, I'm co-founder of um, a grassroots organization called Changes in, Changing the Narrative or CTN Movement. And so uh, me and my partners, you know, we do home buying seminars. We travel around, um, and, and we just always were really, really passionate about helping our people overcome. And mm-hmm. I saw a post um, that said uh, largest black-owned uh, mortgage company lends I think it was like 20 million in the black community doing COVID or something crazy like that. And so I, I, I was like, whoa, 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 what? what? Because it, it just, it pulled on my heartstring because it pulled on my why in the things that we're doing in the community. We're actually engaging with the people. So mm-hmm. um, I just started to research the company. And at the same time that I was researching it, I got a call from a recruiter. And, um, you know, recruiters are always calling saying, hey, you know, you look like you will be a good fit for this company or whatever the case may be. And the recruiter actually, and I, I normally don't answer that phone. So I answered the phone call <laughs> and I said, okay, man, what's up? You know, we started talking. He was um, like an Italian guy. So we, we kind of hit it right off. We started talking and laughing. He had, was married. He had some kids. Um, but he said, hey, man, you know, it's a company that I just found out that, um, that is looking for, you know, somebody out in your area. They're called Legacy Home Loans. And I had just researched them about 72 <laughs> hours in advance. So I was like, wow. okay, Lord, that's confirmation right there. So mm-hmm. um, I digged in and I sent the email to Mr. Nick Goucher, who was my senior vice president of retail sales, and I sent the email. It was the same email to um, Mr. Ben Slayton, who was my, uh, our founder and CEO. He's the first mm-hmm. black realtor in America. So wow. they responded to the email. And, of course, you know, I was Kiki, you know me. I'm, I was a little arrogant. I was like, let me tell y'all why y'all need me, right? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell y'all why y'all need me. So um, so we, we wind up, uh, they responded. We set a time up to speak that maybe 20 minutes after I sent the email, and then we were on the phone for four hours oh, wow. from our very first conversation. And 
you know, um, with, with, with hearing and feeling the vibe and getting the, the, the buy-in and the energy and the acceptance from somebody that has mm. blazed the trail and been the first that has done different and having a direct communication with the CEO of my company and him, him actually having my cell phone number and texting me and us actually having conversations, engaging from the very beginning where it was a three-and-a-half, four-hour conversation, it just felt like home. And, right. um, you know, so, you know, when that conversation happened and we were starting to go through the process, I started just looking at my city um, and understanding that um, having the resources and the push and the energy behind what I was already doing slowly on, on, a, on a grassroots level, it just mm-hmm. magnified it. And it was like, how, how can we really affect change? What can you really do, Tyler? Like, what can you bring to the city to help our people overcome and how can you be a beacon of light and change that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, because you come. People know, people have seen me in the club back in the day uh, getting in fights and all kinds of other stuff, right? So right. I'm, I'm born and raised here. So my thing was, is, okay, God, you, you've given this opportunity to me. They're um, actually responding to me. So now how can we just align that all across the country and bring that energy into the southeast? particularly mm-hmm. into Columbia, South Carolina, to help our people overcome and help our people understand that you can actually become a homeowner. You can do right. this. You know, you just need somebody that's going to take the time to help you understand where you are now and also right. help you lay out a plan to get to where you want to go, period. And that was mm-hmm. the thing that Legacy just that, – that's the thing that they were doing, and it just helped magnify, and it just made me it, – it, we, and we – it was. It's a bunch of men. It's a bunch of black men. Um, wow. I can't. I can't. I can't begin to express how how dope that is, for lack of a better word. I know we on a podcast, so I'm, I'm gonna speak how I speak. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Um, Be real. But um, it was it was dope because I have brothers from all over the country: St. Louis, North Carolina, uh, you know, uh, Virginia, Cali. Texas, Louisiana, like all over the place, and we are all like-minded individuals pulled into this crusade because it's an assignment. And so when mm-hmm. you lock arms next to people that look and feel like you, that have the same goal of making sure that the dollar circulates in the community because right. at Legacy Home Loans, everybody looks like you and I all the way mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. process of the actual underwriters, you know, the, the managers, like, uh, everybody looks like us. So you're going to have that person that's going to pick the phone up and help you kind of make sure that they, we get to that table because everybody has a vested interest in making sure that the person becomes a homeowner. And so with having a realtor as the first black realtor as my CEO, that starts from the top down. That's every time, man, you say that. I remember when you first told me that. I, that just, I can't even begin to tell you, like, mentally what that did for me I'm just like my god that I mean to sit under someone like that you know and I've never I've never met the man but I'm proud of him you know what I'm saying because somebody has to some somebody has to be the person that makes that change to bring everybody else in you know what I'm saying um and I'm, I'm just glad that he stuck with it because I'm pretty sure that it wasn't easy you know what I'm saying the road wasn't easy um, and so right. I thank God for him. I thank God for him paving the way for other um, realtors of color, for other 
mortgage lenders, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and seeing that, hey, right. let me put together something to where people can be comfortable, to where we can educate, you know, everyone and, and help right. them to where they can, if, if they're willing to trust the process, if they're willing to yes. follow this thing through from beginning to start, if they will follow the, what, what I'm teaching them, they can to be homeowners, you know, um, that in itself is, is, is powerful. Um, so I'm Correct. definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them and, and I'm proud of you for doing your research and, you know, seeking out the company and just looking at how God just linked that thing together. You know, um, that's really powerful yes. to bring that to South Carolina, man. And so, yeah. you know, and it's, proud it's of you as well. Yeah, 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 it's definitely. Inspiring. Thank you, thank you. It, it, you know, and it's, it's, it's <clears throat> to have, to have, like I say, you know, somebody that, that sees you, sees your heart and says, I'm going to put everything that I have in me to make sure that you not only reach your personal goals, but that mm-hmm. you can affect change, not just in your city, but all the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm the regional mm-hmm. manager in this area. So, you know, my thing is, it's like, you know, um, understanding that there are not enough people of color in and around the real estate industry. So it's not just being a lender and being a, 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 an actual realtor. You talk about mm-hmm. appraisers, home inspectors, you know, um, people that do HVAC, heating, and air is also is so many different factors that come into helping um, drive the value of property and so many different businesses that you can start that are in and around the real estate industry that a lot of wow. times our people just don't know. You think you got to be a realtor, you got to be a lender. It, it's not all that. It's, it's a lot of times just knowing that you have exposure to things that, that 100% affect the actual market value in these areas, you know, mm-hmm. so appraisals. Like, we don't have um, that many people of color that are appraisers. And right, so, and you know what? You know, let, you me, have let me plug pl- you right there. Yes, let let me ahead. stop you right there. Let yeah, me tell yeah. you why. Because there's a news article um, that was from, it was on um, CNN Business, right? Just this month, mm-hmm. just this month, there's a black couple that had a white friend show their home and its appraisal rose by nearly half a million dollars. Come on. Right. right. We're talking about, right. we're not talking about uh, 1970. We're talking about 2022. Zero, two, one. I, I, I got to talk. 2021. Yeah, yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. You know, and, and this is the thing that I always yeah. say, man, again, it goes back to knowledge is power because a lot of times in instances like that, it would have caused someone to become discouraged, but they were like, no, let's, 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 let's change this. Let's, let's take a turn on this. Let me, let, let me have my white friend go and, and show this home, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that, you know, especially for us, I can't speak for nobody else. Because this is who I am. But when you're selling right. your home, I mean, you, you got to make sure you take down all your pictures and everything else so they don't know who the previous old homeowner was, you know? You better say it. You better say it. <laughs> um, you know, and, and the, the part that's, 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 that's powerful in that, right, that, that you just have to have this dialogue about it, I thank you for bringing that part up as well, is, is that um, it directly affects everything. So, right, it's a process even to overcome it. So, mm-hmm. okay. You know, so now I don't have 
a conversation that makes you discouraged from the onset, but I'm going to do something else that's going to make sure that you don't get the same value of your counterpart. Or, so right. then that still stops you from getting the same access to the level of wealth with the same property that you were buying. Mm-hmm. You know, are you getting ready to sell? So I'm not going to appraise your, your house is going to appraise for thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 less than another house that might be right down the street or right across town that has the same square footage and that type of thing. So it's still other ways. It's, 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 it's systemic racism you know it's, right. it's a system it's a it's a process mm-hmm. it's principalities so we're always mm-hmm. fighting against that but the only way to fight that is to is, is fight that with the truth and have more That's people right. that can get into the industry that can that can say nah we're not going to do that that way we're going to do it fair so let's if, right. if, it, if we could just do things that can continue to level the playing field then that just mm-hmm. puts us in a situation where we don't have to overcome so much before we even get the keys like we can right. just kind of occupy and, and and let things be in fair and decent order. So it's That's important. Right. It's important, it, right? And, and and knowing that just because this little obstacle, this little temporary barrier dropped into into the way, guess what? We can work around that, you know. And so understanding yeah. that you can't give up when those things, those obstacles hit you, man, don't give up. But if you get with somebody who understands the process, that can teach you the process, that can walk you through it, you can be successful. And so, you know, I want to mm-hmm. ask you, um, Todd, what, what are, if you had to highlight some things? Because I want you to give the listeners some some gems, some jewels. Um, that mm-hmm. they can go with or that they can, hey, later share this podcast with someone else so that they can get some, some nuggets as to the home buying process, what would you give them right now? The first thing that I would say is first two things. Start the application process and be open to the dialogue about the process. You know, you got to start, Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, what we do sometimes is we'll talk ourselves out of even starting. Oh, well, I'm not there. I need to go That's do good. some things on my credit. Okay, well, do what? Do you know what you're about to pay? Are you about mm-hmm. to throw the resources in the wrong place? That's the conversation like, okay, maybe you uh, – let's talk about it. It's about to be the beginning of the year, so people are about to have tax money, right? So if, mm-hmm. if you don't have a conversation with somebody about where to put the money, then you're going to throw it and pay stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be paid. Because you're just right. you're not looking at it, you're not having any kind of professional guidance to help you figure out where to put the resources. Because you may not even need to pay half of the stuff that you're going to jump around and start paying. And then mm-hmm. you know, once you contact some stuff, contact some people. It might be an old medical bill, something that's not going to even really affect your what you're trying to do. But if you start making the wrong phone calls, it's going to just muddy the water. Now that process, instead of it taking 30 days, that might take you three months or three years, depending on what you did and what you paid. Because now you took the money that you could have used for your down payment and paying two or three things down, like to Princess's point with the credit card, paying that zero, Mm -hmm. paying that balance down to zero, that's going to increase your credit score. It's also going to change your debt-to-income ratio. It's just knowing where to put the resources and not just throwing them out the window because you right. don't want to stop and have a conversation. So let's stop. Let's have the conversation. Let's actually do the application. Let's figure out where it is, provide mm-hmm. the document, right? What what we do mm-hmm. a lot of times with, with, with people that I engage with, clients that apply, they give me what they think I want to see. 
Give me what. Give me everything, and let me figure out what to give to the underwriter. I don't need you piecemealing the stuff to me. So if I say, give me thirty days worth of pay stubs, two months of bank statements, your W twos, don't give me the bank statement that you want me to see when you had a couple of dollars in there, because the most recent one might have an overdraft, and that means we got to <laughs> slow down and figure some things out. Right. You know, it's it's those type of things. Don't overthink the process. Just go through it. Start the application and then be open and ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, ask questions in the process because that's your right. It's you have a right to ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't think we we get that part of it. Like you have the right. You're not bothering anybody by asking a question so that you can become a more informed buyer. Like you right. have to understand the process. So ask the questions. Ask the things that you know when you're talking with your wife or something, you're sitting in bed, you're watching the game, and you got 10 questions floating around your mind, ask the professional. Write that stuff down so we can mm-hmm. answer it professionally and take that off your plate because a lot of times we are stressing about stuff that's not going to matter, going to get you to the end goal because it's something else that's small that's much bigger than what you're thinking about. That's good you stuff. Know, and we can just focus on that, get that out of the way, and now – you know, now you're you're in position to get to the end goal versus trying to think it through and looking at Credit Karma and all these other places that's not going to really give you the information that you need. So those would be the two things. You know, I know. Okay. You know, like you know, I take the I take the scenic route to answer questions. Um, you know, Tara, I'm sorry. Well, so, but that's okay um, because yeah, sometimes it's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's needed to take the scenic route. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's good. So Todd. Someone wants to find you because we're 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 rolling into that that hour mark. Um, how would they find you? Tell really? the listeners how they wow. would find you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> when you start having good conversation, good meaningful conversation, and and when you're talking about the things that you're passionate about, the time flies. Yes. The time flies. Yes. Um, so okay. I want you to so let them know how to find you. Okay. Okay. On social media is t dot Simon on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter as well. Um, My website, to get started, is www.simple, S-I-M-P-L-E, home, H-O-M-E, app.com, simplehomeapp.com. That is going to show you my bio. It's going to have my contact information, my email address. Most importantly, that's where you can actually get started with the loan process. Um, and typically our turnaround time is about 24 to 48 hours to get back in touch with you if you do an application, um, and we're going to take the time to help you understand how to get there. Um, but you can follow me on all social media platforms, Simon, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, and, um, you know, I, I, I'm real. So you might see me dancing, TikTok, dancing with my children, jumping around, having fun. I'm just authentically me um, because, you know, nobody can beat you in being you. So, you know, um, you know, what I found in business is people want to do business with people that they like and they can identify with. So, right. you know, I, I wouldn't be effective if I'm trying to be some other dude. I'm I'm going to be That's me. Right. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to do everything possible. My team and I are going to do any and everything possible to make sure that if you're listening and you want to become a homeowner, get started, we're going to help you get there, period. That's right. You know, we're going to help you get the keys to your to your home, period. That's the goal good. is to build sustainable good. wealth through home ownership. That's the cornerstone. Get the house. I don't care if it's a small house. Get something. If right. you're renting an apartment and you've got to get, you know, a $50,000, 60000 house, 
in 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 one of our historically black neighborhoods. Guess what's right. happening? That is that is gentrifying your own neighborhood. It is not a problem right. to buy a house in Greenview or North Sydney One Terrace or Metal Lakes. You know what I'm saying? Um, Broad River, like buy it, fix it up. That's right. You know because right. other people are coming in, seeing hey. the gym, they're buying mm-hmm. it, they're fixing it up, and then now they're walking dogs up and down your street. Right. With and I promise you, they and I promise you, they are sending out letters left and right, right and left. Um, asking people, yes. you know, hey, do you want to sell your home? You know, I'm tired of getting phone calls asking me, no, I don't want to sell my home. I, do you see it listed anywhere? You know, so um, we, we do. We we need to understand. Yeah. And you know what? And I would say this. I'm going to throw this out here. I mean, you're, you're the professional in this area. I'm not in this particular area. However, mm-hmm. um, what do you think about going to look at zoning, you know, or trying to find out, what yes. the plans is for your neighborhood, okay? Yes. Because I let me tell you. you something. They are making big plans, and this is the reason yes. why you see people trying to buy property in Greenview, Fairwell mm-hmm. Acres. Um, yes. What's the other one? Feral <laughs> Hills. Let me tell you something. Do yes, not ma'am. sleep all up and down North Main. North Main is the gateway to downtown Columbia, and I'm telling you now, Things are changing. Plans have been made. And I'm telling you now, open your eyes. Open your eyes. Find out what's going on in your neighborhood. Well, let me talk to that. All right, so there's three things, right? Mm -hmm. First thing Mm -hmm. is get in the car and drive around your city, and you will Mm -hmm. see it. Mm -hmm. You will see it. Like you you drive uh, up Two Notch Road, going towards Benedict Stadium, it's different over there. They clean it up. Mm -hmm. all, all, you know, all those areas, people are buying. They're fixing up those houses. Uh, like you said, North Main is changing. All you, you just drive around your city, you can see it. Second thing mm-hmm. is, I was on the board of zoning appeals for the city of Columbia. I did a full term um, from uh, 2006, uh, 2019, well, 2000, I'm sorry, 2017 to 2019. So I was on the board of zoning and appeals. So I was able to start to see some of the plans that was happening around Bull Street and around mm-hmm. some of the other things. So I saw the plans and the specs before they mm-hmm. even built the stadium. So mm-hmm. it, it started to help me see, okay, this is what they're going to do. They're going to put shops. They're going to put a baseball field. They're going to build that stuff up. So guess guess what that means? All those surrounding areas, that property value is going to skyrocket because guess what? Now you can Airbnb. Now you can have, mm-hmm. you know, people are coming in, they're cleaning that stuff up. Um, and these are different things that, you know, that are there for you to, to actually buy right now. Mm-hmm. It's not too mm-hmm. late. Um, and stop selling your grandmama house. Come on, like, Todd. You know, stop selling your grandmama house. Like, yes. what are you doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, you don't want to live there. You moved away. Okay, cool. Keep the taxes. Build it up fix it up, rent it out. Mm-hmm. Give somebody else the opportunity to stay in that area. Just because you don't want to stay there anymore doesn't mean that that's not, that can't be a blessing for somebody else that's just trying to have a transition or a step up. Right. You know, so, right. you know, we, right. we got to stop, you know, just looking at, we got to stop putting um, long-term uh, uh, permanent uh, solutions in place for short-term problems. Like, it's Correct. short-term stuff. Okay, 
you know, okay, the money tight right now. We don't got the taxes right now. Okay, figure that out. Don't just sell the house because you got a letter with somebody saying they're going to give you 30 grand for your grandmama's house. They right. just they, they 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 took all that time to build it. Everybody grew up there. Like it's too many memories. It's too valuable for us to right. buy, but for us to sell it, you know, keep right. it, retain it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Keep it in your family. Right. You now, know, keep it in your family, man. Yeah. Now, I mean, and you're and you're spot on. Now, sometimes there's situations to where, hey, you may not can afford to have two mortgages because sometimes different things happen where some parents were actually. Um, when they were doing that that predator lending thing, a lot a lot of our right, older right. yeah, a lot of our older people got sucked into that. And so, you know, Agreed. sometimes that creates a situation to where, hey, well, now mom and them have to move, you know, in something that's happened and they're no longer in the house, you can't keep the house because of those situations. Right. So, and see, that's, a, that's another thing, Todd, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here real quick and, you know, we're going to get ready to end to wrap up. But okay. we have to become more involved in as, as our parents, as we're getting older and our parents are getting older, we need to be more involved in what they have going on. It's not that you're being nosy, but you're preventing them from making some mistakes because during that era, yes. man, those people were ripping our elderly people off, man. And so, yes. you know, 100%. you have a lot of those situations that has happened in these areas to where, guess what? The rest of the family can't even afford to try to keep that house now in the family. But if there is a situation to where you're actually just selling your grandmom and them's house because, well, we just want to get this money and split it up, you better think about that thing. You better think about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You better think about it. The question I have, the the question I pose with that, right, is how can you make it income producing? Is that simple? How can you make make what? It's a liability. how can you make that property income producing? All mm-hmm. right, it's a liability right now, but mm-hmm. everybody has contractors that they know that that's in the hood. That this guy's mm-hmm. been doing paint, or uh, he's a, a master electrician, but he have a few drinks on the side, but he knows what to do. You can come in right. and pay that those people, those small contractors from around your area, to come in and put a little lipstick on that house and figure out how to Airbnb it, rent it out, put a couple mm-hmm. dollars in it, put some, you know, go plant some trees, put some grass down, and rent it. You right. know, it's not always about selling. How can we figure out how to make it pay for itself right. until mm-hmm. you're able to do something else? And it's, it can start small, just putting a coat of paint, power washing the outside of the house can, mm-hmm. can change everything about what it looks like. You know, right. do some landscaping, plant some trees around it, and rent it. And if, if you can at least break even from a rent perspective, then that liability is gone. So now it's not you carrying two mortgages. It's taking advantage and leveraging that piece of property that's in your family so that way it can it can be income producing. If you get a, a profit, okay, that's cool. But worst case scenario, at least break even so that way it's no longer a liability. That's right. That's right. You know? Absolutely. And that Absolutely. way you can retain ownership. Like we gotta we got to figure out how to retain ownership. And just right. have conversations with people that do this kind of stuff that can sometimes give you uh, a little gem, a little nugget, a different way of looking at it. A change in perspective right. might change everything and stop you from taking, uh, uh, you know, you thinking that it's a $30,000 win, but actually 
it might have been a $100,000 loss in the long term because of what's happening in and around the city when you're talking about zoning and these neighborhoods and people coming in and cleaning that stuff up. They're right. doing exactly what you should be doing. They're buying the houses low. They're mm-hmm. putting a little bit of work into it, and they're, they're, they're selling it for top dollar. So they're sometimes getting um, double, triple what their initial investment was just That's by right. looking at the things that you, that you are not looking at as valuable. You're looking right. at it as a headache. Some people are coming in from other places not putting that much money into it and making it right. an asset property. Right. And that's exactly. what we need to do. A lot of times we don't we won't even we're not even looking at it like that. We just piss right. off because we got a bill that we got to pay versus right. like changing your perspective and figuring out how to make that thing an asset to your family and and building using it to leverage and use as generational wealth for your children's children. Right. Absolutely. Todd, this has been real. Um I thank you so very much for coming on and actually um, wrapping up, man, this is awesome because I'm wrapping up the year with you, you know, um, you know, pressure point, unpack, kicked off the last Tuesday in May, um, a year to the date of when God gave me the vision for pressure points unpacked. And so, um, man, this is huge. You're doing great work too. And, I'm super proud of man, you. Man, thank you. Thank you so much, Todd. I appreciate that. Um, Wow. Um, this is this has been good, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to next year. Um, I have a lot of different things lined up for next year, um, you know. And, and we're just here to make a change, as you know. Pressure Points Unpacked right. podcast is a a social justice platform, but as we know, there are so many aspects to social justice. It's more than they're just killing yeah. us, you know. Um, and so on this show. You know, one of the main things is that we want to hold our people accountable, but we want to help educate them, um, and we want to talk about the solutions. You know, we, we got to do some housekeeping here as well as looking at how we can make changes through legislature, you know? Yes, um, absolutely. And, and, and that's yeah, and it's definitely important. And so there's work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done, but I am here for as long as God has given me this assignment. So, man, Todd, I'm grateful to sign off the year with you, um, you know, as we're trying to get our community ready, man, for rolling into 2022. So you guys, man, Hey, listen in. As you know, Pressure Points Unpack. We are live every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, if you can't be with us live, you can always go back and catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google, um, you name it. We're out there on that podcasting platform. So, again, I thank you. Um, Happy New Year to my listeners, and um, I'm sure I'll be talking with you again before the new year is over, Todd. But again, I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for not finding it robbery to be on with me today. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. You know I love you, sis. Um, yes. Whenever you need me, whenever you need me, um, you know uh, I'll pull in any resource that I can if I need to. Uh, you know, maybe put a oh, next time I'll put a phone call in to Mr. Ben Slate and see if he can jump on it and give a few words and, right. you know, actually tap great. into my yeah. SVP, Nick Goucher, have someone, somebody, you know, because right. they have the same feeling, the same heart for what we're trying to do. So, you know, um, much love, success, keep pushing um, with pressure points. 
unpack and, and keep changing the narrative. Keep doing what you're doing to, to affect change in and around our communities of color. Um, you know, blessings, peace. You know, I keep you in my prayers. You, uh, you yes, and your family. So, you know, we definitely love you, Precious, as well. Um, I look forward to to working and, and doing some things in the community with both of you. Definitely, definitely. Hey, hey, I look forward to doing more work because there's a lot of work to be done, and I'm definitely going to be calling you. As you know, hey, we, we hold each other accountable in this community. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so definitely yes, know, yes, yeah, ma'am. you will be getting the call from me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This is Tyra Little, host of Pressure Points Unpacked, and we'll see you next Tuesday. All right. It's already done. I'm already